Welcome to FAIR Podcasts. On this episode, we're breaking down important immigration issues and examining each component. Right here on FAIR Podcasts, issue analysis. Let's start the show. An ominous omnibus. Hi, Dan Stein here. I'm here with R.J. Haman. We're going to drill down at this $1.3 trillion boondoggle that Congress is passing, jacking up the national debt by record-setting amounts in such a short period of time. Did the American people get the border wall funded? Did they get security? Did they get defunding of sanctuary cities? Did they actually do the things that they promised the American people in the 2016 election? Let's do a fair check and see what's in there. R.J., thanks for joining me. Well, the answer to what you said right there is a resounding no. There is nothing in here that, again, President Trump promised the American people or congressional Republicans promised the American people back when they were elected in 2016. To start off with the president's main signature promise, building the wall. What this does is it gives a paltry $1.6 billion for repairs, drones, and pedestrian fencing. No border wall. And what it also does in there, it puts in an explicit provision in there that prevents the president from building his border wall prototypes. They say that the money has to go to to things that were already developed before those prototypes were built. And even then, some of them aren't really walls anyway. No, they're just pedestrian fences and pedestrian fencing. There is absolutely nothing in here that builds the wall. Congressional Republicans are So under are the leadership of way. Ryan and McConnell, Ryan and McConnell basically taking Trump's signature promise. The wall, arguably one of the main things he got elected on, and rubbing his nose in this nonsense while Chuck Schumer runs around with, what, a billion dollars for some tunnel in New York? Absolutely. I don't, I don't remember hearing about that in the it, campaign. No, it, I mean, they, we have money for a tunnel in here, but not money for a wall. You know, if congressional leadership told the president that in this massive spending bill he was getting money for a signature campaign promise, then he was lied to. But the president should know better when dealing with these people. He should know that you need to request that money that he promised the American people to build that wall. So a big part of the last election was trying to ensure foreign workers weren't brought in continually to take jobs Americans can and should do if you paid more. How were their interests treated during this particular well, deliberation? Not good again. And there's one a little bit of silver lining here in the guest worker area. You know, we were very fearful of an H-2B provision in there, which would have lifted the cap statutorily from 66000 to 90000 while exempting um, guest, uh, disaster areas from the H-2B cap. I mean, that could have ballooned H-2B uh, guest worker visas, you know, possibly tripled them. But the language in this still is not very good. Um, it gives the DHS secretary and the Trump administration discretion to double the amount of H-2B visas available in this current fiscal year, which, again, would harm the most vulnerable American workers out there who do a lot of these low-skilled uh, jobs that they have to compete with a lot of foreign workers to do. So you have a $1.3 trillion budget, and Congress says we're not going to give you any money really to build a wall out of that $1.3 trillion. We're going to give you maybe a billion plus to build, really not really build a wall, or not even work on the prototypes that are up there in San Diego. So what is the Republican Congress telling the voters of this country? Well, again, if you're, if you're somebody who voted for President Trump and congressional Republicans, they have delivered absolutely nothing for you in the area of immigration. And they should be very concerned about their electoral prospects. Everybody talks about a potential blue wave of, of, of Democratic turnout 
to try to repudiate the president and the GOP Congress, you know, I think you're going to have a lot of uh, the Republican base out there and the people who voted for President Trump lashing out for nothing. Nothing was nothing has been delivered to them. They have squandered every single opportunity to deliver on immigration policy. The wall has not been built. There's no mandatory verify. There's more sanctuary jurisdictions well, in the country than there were. Um, right, but we've been working. Office. We've been working closely with the White House. They were mm-hmm. pushing toward the end some kind of a swap, three for three, the flake or somebody like that was trying to push. But, but in the end, they did just hold a roundtable about sanctuary jurisdictions, mushrooming with law enforcement. So they have been concerned about about sanctuary cities. We've been pushing very hard to try to get Congress to put a provision in to defund sanctuary cities. But really, it's a question of congressional leadership at this point, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, President Trump can't outsource the implementation of his agenda to people who don't really truly buy in in that area. You know, the president said all weekend, and he said it again at that roundtable, too, I wanted to fund sanctuary cities. Well, Mr. President, you had an opportunity to defund sanctuary cities with this spending bill. You could have told Congress, hey, I'm going to veto anything you give me if it doesn't have a provision in there that defunds sanctuary cities. I'm going to veto it if it does not contain all the funding for my wall and dare Democrats to vote against it. So is it really with Ryan leaving Congress? I mean, clearly Trump made a mistake leaving the congressional leadership in place, not putting in his own people. Uh, but in the end, I mean, is this the end of the is this Congress really going to be the end of the Republican Party as we knew it? Uh, you see so many of these um, anti-Trump and, and pro cheap labor interests retiring from Congress. Uh, is this going to be a different Republican Congress in the next Congress? We're going to see them implementing Trump's agenda. Or is it going to be more of the same? Well, the American people have a say in that uh, when the elections come up. And, you know, with, with where we're at right now with the spending bill, you have to remember, too, it only it runs through September 30th through the end of the fiscal year. So we're going to be in another situation potentially to do another CR until after the election or maybe another omnibus where this fight's going to come up again. And, and as we saw, like you mentioned earlier, the president actually tried to float a two-and-a-half-year DACA extension to fund his wall. And then Speaker Ryan actually came in and gave the Democrats an even worse offer, a three-year DACA extension in exchange for three years of wall funding. Do you, there's a strong possibility that congressional leadership could be out there seeking a worse deal next time we're in this spending Well, fight. 2019, let's suppose both houses of Congress moved to the Democrats. What are they going to be passing? They'll, they'll be passing a lot of things that uh, repudiate everything Trump stands for and, and everything a lot of you out there stand for on immigration. Uh, nothing will get done. They'll think they'll have, well, they will have better leverage to address the DACA situation. You know you're not going to They'll also get... be passing legislation to amnesty millions and millions of people, accelerate the admission of their relatives, certainly, certainly back up in the immigration House. up 30, certainly 40%, in the House. And potentially depending on the margin in the Senate, too. So the Republican leadership would say, hey, you guys shouldn't be complaining so much because, yeah, it's tough going out there. But, you know, you got to stick with us, because in the end, if the other party were to take control, then you'd really know what it's like to have bad policies. What the electoral prospects that are facing the Republican Party right now, the president's own party, they are squandering a, a historic yeah. and, and pretty much their only opportunity right now to implement the president's agenda on immigration. And, and it's looking... The prospects are looking very grim at the moment. Well, give us something to be optimistic about before we sign off. Well, the H-2B provision isn't as bad as we originally thought. There are still ups in funding 
for ICE, CBP, and some other um, enforcement-related things in this. And the president, as we know, is out there doing the best he can from an administration standpoint. ICE is out there cracking down on sanctuary cities. <clears throat> the DOJ is, is suing sanctuary jurisdictions. And the law is being enforced. A lot of stuff at the executive level. Absolutely, absolutely. But do you really think Trump's being served well by his legislative team? Um, I do not, actually. I do not. The the people that he, again, is outsourcing uh, the implementation of his agenda are really not on board with his America First worldview or his positions on immigration. And I think that has been evidenced in the product that is this omnibus spending bill. All right. Well, it's not a done deal yet, and we're just going to have to keep fighting. Thanks for the update, RJ, and uh, we'll all talk to you soon. That's all for this episode of Fair Podcasts. Be sure to click the subscribe button and head over to fairus.org to contact us through email or Twitter at Fair Immigration to keep you up to date on the latest immigration update and reports. That's fairus.org.